0: Fly me to the moon. Let me podcast among the stars. Let me see what marriage is like in a manga from Kenjiro Hata. In other words, read this series. In other words, baby, read this, please. Hello, everybody. Today we are. Doing a spotlight on another new Shonen Sunday manga, as per our yearly tradition. And this time it's a very special one. It is Fly Me to the Moon, otherwise known as Tonikaku Kawaii, otherwise known as Tony Kawa over the moon for you, by Kenjirohata, who you might know as the author of Hayate the Combat Bloodler, the long-running series. That ended a few years ago, though Viz's release is still only halfway through. But that was a very popular, successful series, and it looks like Fly Me To The Moon is also another big hit for Hada, considering it is getting an anime after only two and a half years, coming to Crunchyroll this fall. And of course, as per usual, when we doing these new and Sunday series spotlights. We have with us Sakaki, yo. Our resident Shonen Sunday and Tuesdays running the weekly Shikakakun edition talkback blog and Twitter. And of course we have V-Lord here. Hi, I wasn't forgotten this time. No, you weren't. This time you have been remembered, it seems. I have been loved. But what I did not love is that we use that heinous name, Tony Kawa, <laughs> right. over the moon for All right, you. settle down. We'll get into that later, because I also want to mention we also have Marion here. Hello. Returning guest and good friend, host of many, many podcasts. <laughs>
1: More like Tony Kawa, into the ground with this name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God.
2: laughs> oh, boy.
0: Yeah, well, do you want to just get it right out your complaints with this name thing, as frivolous as this part of the <laughs> yeah, conversation the will be? Yes. Yes. yes,
1: yes, Sure, it's literally in the okay in the in the trailer that Crunchyroll uploaded on YouTube. You can see, you can look at it right now if you type in Tony Kawai, it auto, uh, auto fills for you. But if you go to the twenty-seven second mark of the second trailer, you'll see Tony Kaku Kakukawaii. In the the katakana of the logo, under it, there's, like, a little, like, ribbon thing that says, Fly me to the moon. And then right above it, (laughs) they stylize the subs to say, Tony Kawa, over the moon for you. Like, that... That's not even like... It's right there! <laughs> Why do you have to change it?
0: It is very strange that they decided to change the name and not keep it consistent with the English name for the manga, which is also literally in the original Japanese logo. Yeah.
3: yeah. It feels like a very kind of, like,
0: disorganized situation where
3: probably someone on the anime committee that isn't involved with the manga wanted that name, yes.
0: and that just caused a disconnect probably. Yeah, it's, I don't understand like this need to shorten a title into like this kind of just shorthand. It, this happened with "We Never Learn," I think. You know? Yeah, even it then, like, why Boku would you?
3: Ben. Why would you change "Fly Me to the Moon" to "Over the Moon"? For yeah, you? that
0: part changing the English subtitle is very strange. Why, when the one that exists is really good and clearly? I don't know why they'd be worried about any litigious problems, considering the English release of the manga uses Fly Me to the Moon. Clearly that's not an issue. It shouldn't be, so I don't know why they want to avoid that for the anime. But, especially since in the trailer itself, like, on screen you see the right subtitle. You see the text, so you ain't fooling anyone. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's not like they're trying to keep this a secret. Yeah. I guess we should uh, explain Tonikaku kawai, uh that means like she's just so darn cute, right? Basically.
1: Yeah, it's, just, it's like in any case, she's
4: just Yeah, so cute. in any case, she's cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which refers to our protagonist, how he refers to his wife, his newlywed wife. My wife. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's, he's a real wife life guy.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> he's literally... Yeah. He's literally Grant. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god. We just went there.
4: You know what? I thought about that, but I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. I- I'm so glad Marion is Marion.
3: Someone needs to make Grant read the series.
4: Oh my god. Why is not gr You should have had really Grant on it. here instead of me. I mean- <laughs> We have to mail him volume one.
1: <laughs> Who
0: should we had on? Grant. Oh, believe. yeah. You know, that would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one thing that I think- we'll probably do in the future when this series ends and we do like a proper like big retrospective on it. It's like, we got to get like an actual married couple on. To yeah. That. that's. A, I yeah. actually think it's a kind of a missed opportunity. You really should have asked Jekka to be on. So you Sakaki and Jekka could talk about how relatable this series is <laughs> to you guys as a
1: couple. Uh, I'll oh, know, I So relatable because Jekka is also
4: stone cold, badass.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jek- yeah, cocky foreshadowing.
4: <laughs> yeah, J- I mean, like, maybe by the time series ends, we would have. Anyway, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> so, about, <laughs> <laughs> Tony <Kaku. laughs> about Tony Kaku. So, how's that, Tony yeah. Kaku?
0: Let's, see, let's go into some background here. Obviously, Sakaki, you are the Sunday expert. You were probably reading this series from debut issue. I mean, it debuted, coincidentally, February 14, 2018. Nice date to launch a romance manga. So, yeah, do you want to go over some of the publication history of uh, the series? Sure.
4: Uh, that, yes, as uh, Sid said, uh, it's it started... Uh, valentine's Day twenty eighteen issue twelve so one thing that they definitely were pushing for one thing the very first the very first uh issue with the series in it had two chapters so which isn't that mm-hmm. that in and of itself isn't you know too strange because they were a shorter chapters, but the thing that was really interesting is on the very chapter they are already advertising the date for the first volume to be out, so it was may eighteenth so this started February, I mean they already I'm assuming probably Hata already had enough stock to be able to say, yeah, I'll definitely have a volume out by then. But still, like, and even in Sunday, they're saying, you know, this is the fastest in history <laughs> that we've announced the first yeah, volume. Definitely,
1: that definitely screams, like, oh, yes, yeah, all the manuscripts are done up to that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Perhaps they predicted it would be successful, or they, in general, had, like, a volume's worth of content already. Finished and ready to publish. Yeah, which I guess isn't too surprising because, like, Hayate was a pretty big hit for Sunday. Oh, yeah. It ran for, what, 15 years? Like, 50 plus volumes? Yeah, maybe 52
3: volumes.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so, like, obviously, like, his follow-up would be huge.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were advertising it, like... Nobody's business. I know the issue before the issues when they were announcing you know the new serialization thing yeah this was a big deal. Like only Takahashi gets this kind of big deal for a new serial. Um And of course it's on the cover of this vo- on this issue too. Maybe that's something I can include And in a very nice illustration on that. Though I mean this isn't really Tony Kaku related but actually Hata has another series that he was doing alongside Hayate I think it's Ad Asper something at
3: Astra per Aspera?
4: Yes. And that's been on a hiatus for the longest time. Cause he was doing that he was doing that monthly in Sunday and Hayate weekly. So and I think it got like a volume out. I don't know if they actually ever released the volume, but it got like a volume of material out, then it went on hiatus. And I remember some Japanese fan asked um Hata, Hey, are you ever gonna get back to that? And his answer was sort of vague, like Maybe, (laughs) but it wasn't like a complete, no, I'm done with it. I'm never going to do that again. But it wasn't also a yes, I'm going to finish it. So like that, that's another thing about that. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, you know, it, it was 10 months after Hayate ended. So that's, I'm actually looking at the color page here. So
0: that's pretty quick to return to the magazine.
4: Yeah, I, I would imagine it must mean that Hata's, like, either really fast at drawing or just really good at planning. It must have been working on this on the side, like, as Hayate was slowly coming to an end. So,
5: mm-hmm.
4: but yeah, 10 months since Hayate ended, then, you know, first volume, out in May, then... Oh, yeah. um, and one other thing that was kind of um implied is Hata also got married around this time, or I think... In bet- it's either towards the end of Hayate or in between this. So, a lot of people, like Japanese fans, assumed that this was him. <laughs> and he, uh, I wish I could remember <laughs> who his wife was. I know she's a voice actress.
0: Masumi Asano. Yes.
4: <laughs> yes, she she and he got married around this time. So, a lot of people figure it was him. And um, it, it's funny, since we'll, we'll probably bring it up later. But, like, um, Hata's really close friends with Koji Kumita and... Um, ken akamatsu and apparently like with the first two ish- the first two chapters of uh tonikawa they included uh kumita had his own like a one shot basically lampooning it but on twitter not too long after like akamatsu's like what you got married and didn't tell me <laughs> and like <laughs> <laughs> and well, like, that's really funny so like you know and, and you know uh, akamatsu's like it, it, obviously he's just kidding he's acting all hurt like dude we're, we're how bro we're we're not even friends anymore now. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it was. It's it's a really funny thing. Like the three of them together, just like you know, talking on Twitter after the first chapter dropped. Like, I guess Hata, uh, Akamatsu kind of would have said, "I would have done something from you if I'd known." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, how so- much like shade they throw at him, mm-hmm. especially Kumeta. Like, yeah, he's like a uh, little
0: like short story thing with the first two chapters, one shot, yeah, which is like a meta commentary on the series and whether it will succeed or yeah. not, and then just in general the idea of rom coms and Sunday from the perspective of kind of a lonely sad nerd why does Megumi have so many openings (laughs) (laughs) fantasy about a girl who can't communicate
4: (laughs) it's funny too since like he does it from the continuation of his own sunday series kate ni kaizo so it's like a special (laughs) chapter of that so it's not like it's just random Mm. uh, kumeta just being random it's it's Kind of a special chapter of that series, which that has a whole history behind it, but that's for another show.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I mean, Kumeta, I believe, was the mentor of Hata. Hata was an assistant to him, so it's fun little ribbing between them there. Yeah. It's interesting. I looked up when it was revealed Hata and Asano got married, and it was literally just a few days before. Tonikaku Kawaii debuted in Sunday. The ANN report is dated February 12th 2018 and of course the series came out two days later so yeah very coincidentally timed there. It's a point they probably did it like in secret too right? Yeah Yeah. I definitely think when you know that context you can see where a lot of the stories in the series comes from like kind of the basis is like Oh, this married couple trying to figure out their new life together. It's drawn a lot from your life in a really cute way. Yeah, it, it,
3: like at one point, like Sukasa's mentioning to NASA, like, Hey, yeah, marriage registration places are open 24-7. Lots of celebrities go there when they don't want to yeah, get
5: caught. How
0: would you know that unless you were yourself a celebrity who wanted to get married incognito? <laughs> Fly Me to the Moon is just Hata's
3: Married Life, the manga
4: i mean a lot of mangaka do it like there's one uh sunday i i don't know she was i think she was an assistant to otaka and she she recently had a child she has a twitter where she has anecdotes of her just with her child and they're really hilarious i I might have to see if i can like link those but it's it's not out there for mangaka to just be like hey here's my life in the format that (laughs) i'm used to (laughs) so like yeah, and there's one page of uh, uh, the series where it is just a marriage license, like, photocopied.
0: Yeah, it's like two pages of a marriage license. It's like just seeing, hey, this is what it looks like. This is how you have to fill it out. It's a two-page spread, but yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That reminds me of, um, I think Shuichi Aso, the Psyche-K author, he married uh, one of the girls from Denpagumi who sung the- Yes,
4: the, he did. The endings. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like I mean that's that's ultimate that's ultimate nerddom. Like she did a song for your show or voice acted in your show, <laughs> and now I mean Gosho Aoyama was married to Miyami Takayama for a while, so
0: I mean they were dating clearly for a long time because they worked on a manga together since 2011. So clearly they've had a long relationship. Yeah, and asana, Yeah. Before they got married.
4: Oh yeah, the Seiyuka. Yes, yes. Okay, day
0: yeah, was life. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we didn't really actually explain what the premise is. It's pretty simple. It's basically a love at first sight story that immediately goes to marriage. The protagonist is NASA, named by his parents, you know, because they wanted him to have like big uh, aspirations. So they wrote it out where the certain. Kanji that uh, meant one thing, but it's pronounced NASA. And so people made fun of him as a kid because they always compared him to, you know, obviously the NASA space program. And so he <laughs> resented that. So he decided he was going to become super famous. So when people think of NASA, they would think of him and not the. Organization and so he's like Okay I'm going to study super hard and get into This really good school and I Am going to hit light speed faster Than NASA that's like his catchphrase in like The first two chapters that yeah. gets Dropped later on yeah. but That basically all gets derailed when he Meets his wife to Be Sukasa, And Essentially yeah it's like love at first sight He's just enamored by how cute he is There's a traffic accident she saves his life And he chases after her, and he asks to go out with her, and she does it on the condition that he marries her first, and so he agrees, then, like, a year and a half later or something, you know, after his entire situation of trying to get into college and then dropping out, and now he's just kind of living aimlessly on his own, happens— he encounters Sikasa again. Just Sigasa just comes to his doorstep and they are ready to start their married life together. And then the entire first volume, which are, we are primarily going to be covering today, is basically going over their early steps of being married, which includes getting registered and trying to get bedding and supplies that they'll need for two people to live in the same place. And Sleeping in the same room with another person, making meals with another person, just nice stuff about living together with another person, living together with, as a couple.
3: God, it's so adorable.
0: It is, it really, really is. <laughs> also, the
3: one main takeaway you should take from this first volume is that the one thing truck Coon can't <laughs> run over is love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Love know. seems love. <laughs> <up. laughs> Man, You gotta imagine what all those Isekai protagonists, they could have survived, they just had the power of love.
4: I mean, it's not coincidental that a lot of them are lonely when they get hit by traccoons, so, I mean, it's not wrong.
0: I mean, most Isekai protagonists are pretty incelly, so they need to find a way to... Bring love into their hearts. Unless you're that Wataru guy that stops the truck but still gets sent
4: (laughs) anyway.
1: I love that title so much.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, so, I guess we're as how did everybody get into the series? I mean, we've heard me. Yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah. Sunday guy, so it's just the thing that I read Sunday, I talk about it, and it was in Sunday, so that's how I read it. <laughs> that's how I got into <laughs> you're
3: it. You're obligated to read everything that is in Kimiwa 008. I, oh <laughs> I, I have to read that too.
4: I have to read that too, because it gets color pages sometimes, so.
3: <laughs> it's not real, Sakaki It can't hurt you it is until real. it gets an anime. <laughs>
4: i wish it wasn't but it is jesus so while so while i like while i I, like cry in the fetal position you guys talk (laughs) (laughs) clearly all of us got into this because
1: uh saying sakaki posted or talk about the debut chapter on the wss talk we got bit by the tony kaku bug it's like poky i
0: mean kinda yeah It's like like a virus, an infection of affection.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like for me, like I I obviously heard about it. Like when Sakaki, like tweeted the news because like he is my go-to Sunday source, like most people. But like I had heard good things about Hayate in the past. I hadn't read Hayate at the time, but I knew it had a pretty high pedigree. So I thought, okay, this is a new series. Um, might as well get in while the going is early. So, I just read the first chapter, loved it a lot, and I just kept up with it for, like, quite a while. Um, At the time, I was actually doing a podcast with Meowth900Alison. That was, like, uh Drowning in Manga, where we, like, went through, like, a bunch of, like, Shonen Sunday and Shonen Magazine series. And Tonikaku Kawaii was one of the series that we covered. So, during that time, I was keeping up with the weekly, and I just, like, would continually enjoy it, because, like, Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, actual plot technically, but it's so just, like, sweet and, like, adorable at times that, like, you just have this urge to keep reading. Mm -hmm. It also helps that in comparison to, like, early Hayate, it's a very light read. Mm. There isn't, like, a ton of text, and the humor goes kind of pretty fast, so it's it's just really pleasant and really fun.
0: Yeah, that definitely struck me. It reads fast compared to Hayate, which is way more text dense, with characters like going on very long speeches and jokes. Here it's like pretty simple, cute gags and quirky jokes that are not too like bogged down with a bunch of detailed descriptions or explanations of things or meta jokes. Well, I mean, there are a ton of signature Hata meta-jokes in here, like pop culture references. But, yeah, it's, like, a very breezy read. Yeah, like, it's still loaded with references,
3: like, within the first ten pages, like, Hata makes a Kinnikuman joke. Where, like, NASA's like, do you believe in superhumans or whatever? And then, like, there's just an array of the different, like, uh, characters from Kinnikuman. Mm
5: -hmm. And, like,
3: I think on one of the covers, when I think NASA's thinking about buying a bed... Like, he makes a Monogatari
0: reference, where it's like, Anuragi yes. said that he likes everything. <laughs> well, yeah, there are a lot of chapter titles that yeah, are title. yes. references to other things. Like, there's a Madoka one, there's a Sailor Moon one, so... Oh, yeah, getting married is, like,
3: easier than making a contract with Kyuubi or whatever. Yeah,
0: and didn't becoming a magical girl. Or even when Lunachan tells me to get up, I sleep, by sleep with determination. Yeah. Yeah. I think one stylistic trait this shares with Hayate, uh, though, is that there is a sense of continuity and, like, progression of time in this series. Like, early Hayate was also, like, this is taking place over, like, kind of a set period of time. We're checking in on, like, what time it is, how many days have passed. This is kind of similar. Like, this entire first volume after the first two chapters is basically one night of the characters like you know first night as a couple and so we kind of get a little bit of check in there so i do kind of like that slow progression of time that the series also commits to yeah that's kind of a nice thing
3: like it doesn't necessarily stay static in a way like you can definitely tell like they're kind of developing a relationship over time and like falling more in love yeah Um, and especially like in later volumes too like you know it's like Yeah, they'll go on honeymoons, they'll meet, like, each other's parents, like, they do, like, normal couple stuff that, like, you do, like, normally in a relationship.
0: Yeah, the stories aren't episodic in the sense that they're completely disconnected from each other, like, one thing leads into another. Especially in this first volume, a chapter ends where the next chapter will begin, even though the situation, the problem that is focused on in that chapter may be different.
3: And I think that's what kind of makes it really effective, too, because, like, yeah, you kind of have that little bit of a cliffhanger that's like, hey, you got to tune in next week for the next chapter to see what happens next. Mm -hmm.
4: So basically it's the Sunday experience is what you're saying.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we've mentioned this before, obviously. Like, a lot of Sunday series kind of have that gradual pace to them. Like, they take their time. And, like, the fact that it takes still, like, two chapters to get to, like, even them getting married, it's like, is like splitting this up in a good pacing way where it's like yeah they're married now but like we're not gonna like rush into everything like they're they normal people and they're gonna take their time developing this like loving relationship
0: yeah, yeah if you were to compare with a jump series with this premise like Yuzakura family they would
1: get married in the first chapter itself first funny, ten man. pages baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I really appreciate that about the pacing because, like, um like you guys said earlier, it's not like Hayate when it started out. Because, like, I read like I want to say like thirty-ish volumes of Hayate, and like just the way that "A uh, Fly Me to the Moon" is presented, it's a lot more confident, and you can tell it's just because like the level of experience he's had over the years, and like being able to to break up the the pacing in that way, while also like the panels themselves aren't that cluttered yeah it's it's like pretty very simple paneling but it gets the job done especially because like you have a really good sense of uh location like where everyone is at a certain moment in time and like it makes perfect sense because when you go all the way uh and like you read the whole volume you'll see um how to drew actually like uh sketches for like this is uh apartment and like this is the sense of space that is in there like he He has a good grasp of... Sense of
0: architecture.
1: Exactly. And spatial relationship between things.
0: You're absolutely right about panel space. That is one thing that is a huge difference between Early Hayati and this, is that Early Hayati very, very cramped with panels. Squeezing a ton of panels on the page, a lot of things close together, not a lot of space in breeding room between text balloons and the panel borders, the gutters of the panels, all of that. But with this series, like he emphasizes, a lot bigger panels, less per page, Lot of space between word balloons, like there is a lot of space in the series that contributes to how fast it reads because the page looks cleaner.
3: Yeah, and like I've been reading like Hayate recently, just like go through it, and like all those aspects, like the cluttering of Hayate, really kind of made it overwhelming at times. But like I think here, like you can definitely tell Hata's confidence because like he knows what he's. What kind of story he's trying to tell here, and he's not mm-hmm. worried about it not being too slow for readers. Like, he's understanding, yeah, people are gonna get engaged with this, and I should just take my time.
5: Engaged,
4: but no, like, I mean, I've in all honesty, I haven't read the Haite manga, my experience with Hayate was the anime. So, I definitely, I appreciate, like, Hata's sense of humor, and it definitely comes through here. Like, he's definitely a very pop culture-heavy sort of uh, writer or artist. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like here, even with Hayate, even the anime, I mean, again, I know, like, the first anime was, like, almost 50% anime original. But you could kind of tell with Hayate, a lot of the pop culture, I won't say forced, but it felt very heavy-handed. Like okay, it's too quiet for three seconds. We gotta make a pop culture reference. <laughs> so, but here yeah. it feels it feels much more like yeah, Hata's like okay, this this pop culture re- reference is applicable to this current moment, or it's like okay, there's something going on. Oh right, there's a pop culture reference that will fit right here. But even when there there isn't a joke, it still feels like I don't know. There it feels very roomy with the series. It doesn't feel like it's yeah, trying uh, to, you know... Very what? Uh Rumi. Rumi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kenjiro Hata is definitely, like, a
0: big anime otaku. Like, especially reading Hayate. Like, there is this character who runs a video series or something. And I remember the chapter where, like, uh, Nagi was going there and was, like, asking, Hey, do you have, like, Cowboy Bebop episode 26 as it was broadcast on TV on one of your recorded VHS or something? And it's like... he he would make like really deep cut really really specific pop culture references Yeah, uh, in Hayate here it's not as obsessive on like specific pop culture details it's like here's a general reference every once in a while but actually most of the chapters are mostly just focused on the situation the interaction between the characters it's not like going off on tangents about commenting on pop culture, even though it is a part of the character of Tsukasa that she is kind of a nerd herself, and that's also quite evident in the, like, interview thing at the end of the volume, where it's like, a series of questions asked towards Hada, but answered by Nasa Tsukasa. And, like, her answers are, like, quite uh nerdy. Yeah, like, in the later volumes, I
3: think they do reveal that Tsukasa's, like, more of an otaku. Yeah. Na- NASA is like, kind of just, like, he's into, like, very much like researchy academic type things.
0: Yeah, I mean her character profile outright says that she's into anime, video games, yeah, TV, <laughs> likes. Like she is a she's a pop culture fan for sure. Whereas yeah. NASA is more like focused on the real problems, <laughs> like finance and math and physics. Like in and terms she, of
3: references, uh though, like you can definitely tell. Hot does not really try to force them here. Like in Hayate, he definitely felt like. He was just kind of referencing things at times just for the sake of it. Yeah. Well, here, like, at most, like, like you said, like, a lot of the time, sometimes you'll only really have a reference in that, like, initial title. And then the rest of it will just feel like a normal conversation.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, because in Hayati, often there would be no context for why a pop culture reference would be made other than bringing a, something outside in. But it's not really necessarily for the situation. It's not that applicable to the situation. It's just, like, a character making a reference for the sake of the reference. Here, it's at least tied to whatever is going on when it does pop up. Yeah. He's also a lot better, I think, at, like, visual
3: references in the series, too. Like, I think it's, like, chapter five, there's, like, a Danganronpa reference. I was just going <laughs> to bring like, that up. like, with him
1: using designs. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even notice that the first time. <laughs> but then, like, the reason, like, I was looking over that page be- just because, like, that was, like, such a... It felt like a deep cut out of nowhere because the the joke itself is just setting up uh, the fact that like oh yeah he's gonna sleep on the same bed as his wife but like it, it, it goes into like oh wow yeah I only have one bed and it's really small though it, it's not gonna fit two people and then like the reason I, I reread the page was like can I get a bed the size I need off of Amazon and he's like damn it what's your problem Bezos where's your vaunted innovation <laughs> and I'm just like what we got we got a Jeff Bezos like call out like on the like like that, like not even. Uh, oh yeah, like all not folks even in like school
0: called him a genius. Yeah, there are <laughs> quite a few references to
1: Amazon in that. I definitely thought that Jeff Bezos joke was very, very funny. I'm very surprised. That was the same page as the Dunkin Rampo one, like right above it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very surprised that Amazon Prime didn't pick
0: this up with all the copious amounts of mentioning Amazon in this. But I think that's another thing I like about Hattas series is that he doesn't shy away from referencing like real world stuff like Mm -hmm. institutions, brands, corporations so it does give a sense of realism to the world
3: yeah and especially with the story that's talking about someone like marriage and like just daily relationship woes, that makes it all the more relatable
0: yeah just this idea of oh I can get bedding if I go to this place and oh I can go to the convenience store to pick up these other things that you need Stuff like that. And of course, the
3: most lewd thing in this manga is the hand holding.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, all the you can all can you buffet. can hold buffet. It's so yes. adorable. Like I love that she becomes so smitten with like the thought. Like it just generally makes her happy.
3: And I love how NASA's like, this is what it must be like to be married. <laughs> hand holding
4: all the time. all you can hold buffet. <laughs>
5: it's yeah. <laughs> literally
4: what he says <laughs> I mean it is super cute though mm. and then they I mean as uh, we mentioned earlier you know turning in the whole the marriage certificate thing at night I remember when I was reading that on Sunday I was like really <laughs> I mean, of course <laughs> <laughs> of course. like the reason they gave which is you know the whole thing with uh, celebrities who don't want to be seen or something like that um I mean it's a good reason but it's also just kind of like I just I had never thought about that (laughs) so like it definitely does I definitely do feel like a lot of Kata's confidence comes from the fact that not only that he had Hayate for 15 years but this is his life experience most likely.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, he'd be like, well, what are they going to do? Say my life wasn't real? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I live this shit so... <laughs> I mean, these are pretty realistic problems, though. Like, trying to figure out, hey, I'm living in this crammed apartment, but now someone's going to be living with me. The bed isn't big enough for to do two us. Where? Well, what are we going to do? We're going to have to get more bedding. Where do we go to find that? Like, what would be good to sleep on? And then, oh, like... Now we're living together. Like, what's in your fridge? Can we make something out of this? Oh, you you just throw everything together? Hey, let me actually show you how to make some good food in a short amount of time. That actually tastes good. It isn't just everything thrown in a pot together. <laughs> Shokugeki no Sukasa. <laughs> actually, there's a Sukasa in both series. They should uh, team up. <laughs> 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 yeah let's we'll see they should team up or compete see who is the better sikasa chef and there's also Sukasa from dr stone yeah but he doesn't cook i don't i don't think he cooks i mean he would get I lost he does the-
1: yeah sikasa and dr stone is like the ultimate chat he he knows science he's also brawny he he probably knows uh some food chemistry i mean
0: he's a smart dude but like his main strength is his leadership skills and his physical strength i don't know if we've seen him like he is smart, but he's not, like, Senku science genius. Yeah, I mean, with Senku,
3: though, Senku wasn't a good cook. That's yeah. why they had to revive a cock.
0: Yeah! <laughs> That's why they need a Francois. But, yeah, One thing that stands out to me is obviously the moon symbolism in this manga. Like, obviously, there is a Princess Kage connection with Sakasa, and there's a lot of imagery that has her set against, like, the moon in the sky, so... There's definitely something there. There's a mystery element there. There's a lot we don't know about Tsukasa in this volume that I'm sure will be explored later on. But considering her name, her full name, Tsukuyomi, Tsukuyomi is the Japanese god of the moon. Like, I think that there is some really interesting connections that are probably going to be explored there. And Sakasa, that part of the name, I believe, means like chief or something. So like the idea is like chief god of the moon or something. So I would be interested in seeing what will come of that.
3: Yeah, I mean, Hata's very vague about it. Like, at the end of this volume, he says, like, oh, initially I was going to just explain Tsukasa's entire backstory from the beginning, but I've decided to kind of dole it out slowly. And that's kind of what he's done throughout the series. Um, He hasn't, like, straight up said, like, where Tsukasa's from or, like, who she really is, but, like, you're getting little hints of it. Like, even here, though, in this first volume, though, there are some clear signs that, like, something's up with her. Because, like, even, like, when the truck runs over NASA, they mention that Tsukasa actually took the brunt of the Force.
0: Yeah. But, but Tsukasa's lot... actually fine. I mean, she's also bleeding, but she can walk and stuff. Like, yeah. she recovers pretty quickly, because when NASA catches up to her, like, her bleeding is all stopped and stuff. So, yeah, but, like, when you think when you think water. about it, though,
3: like, nasa took less of the force
0: but he's the one that's dying well yeah that's what i'm saying like she recovered quickly she wasn't as beaten up even though she took more of the impact but like there is something superhuman supernatural about her so that is a curious thing to see like how that's gonna turn out but yeah i think Part of the success, though, even though we don't know too much about Sukasa and Nasa himself, you know, we get all his background. There's not too much more. Like, the characters are fairly simple in their personalities, but just the way they bounce off each other, interact is really, really charming because there's just enough nice push and pull there that they can kind of catch each other off guard and make each other blush. And I generally just like how happy they are to be around each other and how excited and gung-ho they are about being a married couple. Like, it is really cute to just see, you know, them get excited about being, like, someone's wife or, like, saying, oh, now my name is Akasa Yuzaki, And then, like, later... When she makes him, you know, breakfast, he's like, "Man, it was." I wanted to call you Sukasa Chan. It's like, why? Why are you calling me Chan? It's like, no, I thought it'd be cute. And she's like, watching, so it's like <laughs> nice, cute stuff like that.
3: Yeah, and I, and I like the kind of whole message of this manga too, because like early on, NASA's like, "Hey, Sukasa, why, why do you love me? Like, why? Why did you come to visit me in the first place?" And like, she's like, Why, why do you like me?" And it's just. Like, love doesn't really necessarily need, like, a specific reason. They just kind of... Yeah, they just love.
0: like each other, and that's enough. Like, there's this panel, like, between the chapters, which is, like, a, someone <laughs> interviewing Sakasa, like, what do you like about your husband? And she says, I like how much he likes me. Like, that's the connection between them. They really, really like each other, and they like how much they like each other. So yeah. they get along really well. And
3: that kind of makes, like, Sakasa's past also kind of feel like an afterthought at times, because, like, at the end of the day, like, for what the story's about, it doesn't matter that much.
0: Yeah, it really is not the focus. The focus is just, like, this is a newlywed couple, they're figuring out their life together, Here are some cute little situations they find themselves in. Like, I think the f- cutest, funniest chapter is when They are sleeping, like their first night sleeping in the same room together. (laughs) It's so real and relatable that, you know, you're dealing with a rowdy sleeper like Sakasa tossing and turning, banging her foot (laughs) against the floor, like crawling, getting up suddenly, walking around, like dragging uh, NASA's covers and rolling up in it. It's just... (laughs) Really funny, fun night of like, yeah, I totally could have. Mi- this is an exaggeration, of course, but like, it's not too far off of like real things people might do in your sleep, and real things you gotta get used to when you're sleeping
1: with someone new in the same room. It's a blanket takeover. Yeah. <laughs> the best part is when she wakes up and she's like, "Huh, two blankets? My husband must
4: be a restless sleeper." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh i mean yeah they're they're both thinking that that about each other and it's like (laughs) 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 and then like in the next chapter like he's and i liked it it is just—I mean—as much as I'm gonna out myself when you when you are with somebody like that, you find yourself analyzing all of their like little eccentricities. So, like, I like that like Hata even captures that because, like, the next morning he's pretending to sleep without the blanket and he's like analyzing her movements and figuring out what she's thinking. <laughs> you know, like she <laughs> she went to bed with her hair up and now it's down. It's just like okay, he's she's wondering. She's like feeling her head. is like okay, she's wondering why her hair is down. Now she's wondering why she has two blankets. <laughs> and so, like, it, it's just that you, you do get that kind of... Like, I, I guess I can confirm from experience that, yeah, when you're, when you're with somebody, it's, like, you just find everything that they... Every little thing that they do interesting. <laughs> so, like... God, that was embarrassing to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, but you're totally right, Sakaki. Like, part of the fun of this manga is, like, watching them getting to know each other and, like, liking all the little things... All the little quirks they notice in one another, like it is really
4: cute. I mean, it really is. Like, man, we we yeah, we really should have had somebody who's married on here just to <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to like confirm or deny these things. But
0: oh man, yeah, we'll have to do a follow up for sure. Yeah, end of series discussion with just all couples. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what? You know what? I got an idea. Like, when the anime finishes, let's do a podcast on that. Wait, you and Jacka? maybe invite another couple on. Uh, oh, yeah, we can, we can talk about how relatable the series is.
4: <laughs> oh my god. To so you guys. Now I have to ask Jacka to watch this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. They just put me in that situation, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah. have no I mean, idea. Just if... let
3: me move away from like... Uh... Oh, go ahead, Sakaki.
4: No, no, I'll, I mean, I was just gonna say, I'm not sure if she was going to watch this, so... I guess it's something that we could do. I mean.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to slightly move away from the manga itself, I am glad that the anime is getting quite a big push, Mm. like, in the American market. Like, it's obviously a Crunchyroll original, which, like, surprised the heck out of me, because, like, I would have not expected Fly Me to the Moon, of all things, to, like, be pushed that hard by Crunchyroll. And, like, they're even having Hata be a part of Crunchyroll Expo.
0: Yeah, like I mean, that will have passed by the time you're listening to this. But yeah, that is a cool thing they are doing. Yeah. Or they have done by the time you're listening to this.
3: And, like, I think regardless of, like, who's making the anime, like, it will turn out well just because of, like, to storytelling and, like, writing is just good enough to power everything on its own. And yeah. I, I think a
0: lot of that will just kind of shine through in the end. Yeah, I mean the color design looks good. Like even if it's like minimally anime, I mean I don't think you need like elaborate animation for this. Yeah, like, simple. You know, get the gestures down right, get the expressions down right. Like you got success. I mean, obviously, also voice actors, mini timing essential. But it seems like they got a good voice cast too. So, yeah, I think that this will be one I expect is going to be quite a hit. I yeah. think in general, there's just a lot to like. Not a whole lot that's like. Problematic or things to complain about. I guess the one thing is that Sakasa is said to be sixteen, but potentially she's a lot older than that. uh, From what we have been speculating, and also the age gap between her and NASA is only like two years, so eh, it's fine.
4: I mean, when the anime was announced, uh, Hata did say he was working. You know, the he was working with the staff and was really happy with what he was seeing that was before they announced the studio and the voice actors though so apparently he's Mm. been working closely with them so it's not a thing where you know they're just making anime he's doing his own thing and he has no involvement on it so i mean being an otaku i'd be surprised if he weren't like just haunting the studio
0: Yeah, I could imagine, like, an anime otaku super freak like Hata being, like, very involved with the anime of his own
3: You have to send me every single storyboard, (laughs) every second of animation.
0: Really obsessing over the casting in general.
3: But I mean, like, uh, based on the staff here, it seems like it's pretty solid. I mean, like, it's being animated by Seven Arcs, and the director is uh, Hiroshi Ikihata, who directed... uh, Fully, fully progressive
4: i believe oh yeah mahochi so, guru so. so okay that's that's something i can yeah i don't know if he directed uh, it but so he was we, definitely on staff on that like maybe a, a chief like director or something i know he worked on it
3: yeah so uh, that gives me a bit of confidence and yeah there there is very little i can think of that could go wrong with the anime so like i'm very much looking forward to watching it
4: uh if only Same we, here. i wish we had discussed it when we were talking spoilers before we went on mic because like it would be difficult to discuss here but uh, like one thing i am kind of wondering is without i mean i know we can't comment on it too much but like where would if this is only going to be one or two cores i wonder where this would, well it could end anywhere as you guys have said because it's very i mean you can just pop in pop out you could literally just do one like uh, one arc of them buying a house or something and then like that's a core <laughs> you know
0: yeah i mean i guess spoilers but there is an arc that you guys mentioned to me before we started that, and like i i want to see that animated it's very similar to something that happened in another show i like shin Chan. and i like that idea for an arc for yeah like a couple to have to deal with. I think that will probably get
3: adapted, because that's like, within the first, like, 30 chapters.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, I, I'm i
0: expecting, like, maybe, like, four to five volumes to get adapted. Yeah, to, I mean, if, if it's only a one record. core, that makes a lot of sense.
4: Well, I mean, they haven't confirmed that yet. I was just, you know, spitballing. I mean, honestly, it's almost weird to call it spoilers, because, I mean, it's literally what couples do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, it it's like, it, As we've been saying this whole show, it is literally Nasa and Sukasa just doing what couples do. So, like, even if we were to just sit here and discuss the whole series up until this point, other than kind of, like, the lore sort of behind it, which even then, that's only lightly touched upon, everything else is what you'd expect a new newlywed couple to do. (laughs) Meeting the parents, Mm -hmm. buying a house, all of those things. It's, like, yeah. (laughs) So, it's, like, it's even weird to kind of call those spoilers in a sense, because they're kind of obvious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's what sets this manga apart as a rom-com is that these are not things you usually see in your typical manga rom-com. It's like most rom-coms are about the couple getting together. It's a struggle to them to get together after a dozen volumes here. They get married after a hundred pages. So, the entire manga is their married life and they are do de- and it's actual married life is not just dating, like they have to really, you know, figure out how to live together and have to, you know, deal with all these minutia that comes with being married in terms of again registration and sure other things that come up. Like I think you guys mentioned that they have to figure out mortgages at some point. So that's pretty uh, funny, so yeah. And it's rare to see this, especially addressed in a manga that is in a magazine for, you know, teens and kids. It's like very unusual, but that's what makes it really, really interesting and stand out. And the fact that it's so successful, I think, speaks to that kind of unique quality of it.
3: Yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was actually about to point it out. Yeah, the fact that it's in a yeah, show, now. even, like, even uh, those even though sunday is like this the sunday experience as i said um it's still even odd to just think of this kind of thing being in shown in anything <laughs> sunday Vasai <sigh>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that definitely yeah. is an innate quality to it
0: it it helps that the characters are young of course like they are teenagers so they're not too far outside the age range of the normal Sunday reader, but I really do appreciate that Hata was able to take situation scenarios that are not normally exploited for humor in rom-com manga and built a series around that. And that's what makes it refreshing to read, is that I haven't seen these scenarios happen in other manga as frequently. You don't get the normal misunderstandings when it comes to love confessions, or dealing with love rivals, or any of that stuff, because the couple is together and now they just have to figure out how to live together, and that's really nice.
3: Yeah, like, it's one of those series like, even for Sunday, it's kind of unexpected to see, but at the same time, it's like something that I would only expect from Sunday, just because like, from how it's casually paced and stuff, like, I
0: don't think any other magazine would let this exist. No. Probably not, I mean, especially considering how fast-paced Jump especially is. I don't think this is a series you would ever find in there.
3: Yeah, because even when, like, there are other supporting characters that, like... They, there are characters that, like, did have, like, feelings for NASA at some point. Like, they're kind of just accepting of the marriage, and they're just like, Okay, yeah, he's married now. We're just friends. It's all good. We're all happy.
4: I mean, yeah. and even you point that out, like, even this first volume, like, it's just them. <laughs> like
0: yeah yeah. it is just nasa and sakasa
4: yeah that's one thing that surprised me because like i've only read the i only read the first three chapters in sunday in japanese so after that i just kind of like check it in in and out but then when i read this version in english for one thing the translation is really really good that that Mm kind of kept that kind of you know was something i noticed and another thing is like I, reading this whole volume, I was just like, wow, it, it really is just them for an entire volume. And I never felt like, okay, I'm getting kind of bored or, oh, I want to see another character. No, it, it, I was like, okay, I could, I mean, <laughs> obviously there's going to be other characters later. I mean, but and we've seen them, but I could, I would really just be fine if it was just the two of them, just because they really do work really, they really will not only is they, are they cute, but they play well off of each other. Like, for example, like, there was, like, the part where she's pulling on an apron to cook for him. And he's like, whoa, it's almost like you're my wife. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah,
0: she has to constantly kind of, like, keep reminding him, yeah, I am your wife. You don't need to be so surprised. But she finds that a- adorable about him, too. Yeah. yeah, I really love, you know, getting to know the characters as they're getting to know each other. I like that specific focus on just these two characters as the only focus of the series is, like, the central characters.
3: It's a really nice strategic choice, because, yeah, like you said, like, they're getting attached to each other, and we're gonna acclimate it to these, like, main characters alongside them. And then, yeah, you add the supporting characters after that.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Kata does it just long enough that it's not stale, which is really, I think, going back to just his experience as a veteran author, where he knows, like, this is how long I can keep this up without like making my readers lose interest.
1: hmm Yeah. I think what really helps too is like the fact that like they're in the they're still in like the process of like working out their dynamic together as they uh learn more about each other. Like I love the note that it ends on where it's like, oh, they're finally like addressing each other like by name or whatever and he starts saying like oh tsukasa chan. And like that's mm-hmm. the first thing that like this whole this whole book, she's been like really not icy, but really cool. Like, very um level-headed and just, like, rational about everything, but then, like, now when he's, like, being, like, openly affectionate, and not just, like, kind of, like, tripping over himself because he's less nervous, and uh she's like, alright, I'm gonna call you Nasakun. And, uh, he's like, alright, then I'll call you Sukasa-chan. And she, she like, she blushes for the first time and she's just like, whoa! Yeah. Like, how dare you stick that to the end of my name? It sounds childish! <laughs> and she's just like, what? I just thought it sounded cute. And, like, that's like the first real like not flip but like i guess when uh like nasa starts going on the attack uh when when it comes to like being very like we we know that he's just a very blunt person from the way that Mm. uh he reacts and like uh from the opening chapter where he's just like people are making fun of me because of my name all right like i'm not gonna i'm not just gonna take it i'm gonna go out of my way to make sure that They'll say my name for for a better reason or something. Like he's very proactive, and like seeing him like finally kind of like inch his way to being proactive in the relationship. Because up to this point, it's mostly just been him like reacting. Like I I I'm looking forward to seeing like the rest. like obviously I I read I read this weekly now, but um like seeing this in like a collected volume, it makes for like a really satisfying kind of uh progression. Like along with just the fact that uh, like we said earlier, it's really easy to read having like the the content itself also like just not not be very stale and like just focus on one thing like we we see the the changes happening that that makes it satisfying
0: yeah absolutely this does read really well as a collected volume because it is really just encompassing their first night as a couple together and The various situations that come with, oh, now I'm suddenly having to live with another person. Like, what do I need? And what do we gotta do? And let's figure this out. And it's just really interesting to see how they address each of those different situations and problems. But come out of it, like, really enjoying the entire process. And yeah, again, it's just really affable. It's just very likable because the characters are so generally upbeat and happy to be around each other and
1: ko about being married so yeah it's like very infectious oh guys i was um i was doing some digging on wikipedia to see if i could find like a uh, the whole story of princess kaguya and uh hmm. i've made some interesting discoveries mm-hmm. basically like we most of us like know the plot of like okay yeah it's the tale of the bamboo cutter uh this old man like cuts a A bamboo and finds like a little uh like a baby girl there and uh it turns out like she ends up well every time afterwards that the old man cuts a bamboo stock he finds like a small nugget of gold and the family Mm -hmm. eventually becomes rich after the span of three months that's when uh princess kaguya grows from a small baby into a young woman of ordinary size and extraordinary beauty and um from there like she gets like uh like five nobles that are like uh trying to be like suitors like propose to her and stuff. But she gives them like these impossible tasks that they can't possibly uh like uh accomplish. Just like very like fantastical things like uh, get me a jeweled branch from uh an island called orai or get me a colored jewel from a gra- a dragon's neck or a carwash shell born from a swallow. It's stuff like that that normally wouldn't exist. Um eventually uh the emperor of Japan comes to see her and falls in love immediately. And asks her to to marry him. Uh, He's not subjected to any of those impossible trials. But uh, she rejects it. And she tells him that she's not from his country. And therefore can't go to the palace. Uh, She remains in contact with him. But uh, just continues to rebuff his requests and marriage proposals. Three years pass. And they just communicate by letter. On the summer of that year. Whenever she sees the full moon. Her eyes fill with tears. Um, Though her adoptive parents become very worried and question her. She's unable to tell them what's wrong her behavior becomes increasingly erratic until she reveals that she is not of this world and must return to her people on the moon uh in some versions it is said that she was sent to the earth where she would inevitably form material attachment as a temporary punishment for some crime while in some other stories she was sent to earth for safety during celestial war uh, the gold that the old man found was a stipend from the people of the moon sent to pay for her upkeep and uh as the day of her return approaches uh people or uh the emperor starts he sent like a lot of guards to like protect her from the moon's people but then um uh, as like an embassy of hemb- heavenly beings descends upon the bamboo cutter's house the guards are blinded by a strange light she announces or kaguya announces that though she was loved by her many friends on earth she must return to her beings with the beings to her true home on the moon she writes notes of sad apology to her parents and the emperors gives her parents her own robe as a memento then she takes a, a little of the elixir of mortality, uh, immortality, attaches it to the letter, and gives it to, to a guard officer to give to the emperor. As she hands it to him, a feather robe is placed on her shoulders, and all the sadness and compassion of the people uh, on Earth are apparently forgotten. They ascend into the sky to the capital of the moon. And then, uh, yeah, the the emperor ends up, like, burning the... He burns the letter and the elixir, like, on the highest mountain of Japan to... In the hopes that, like, the smoke would reach her and she would be reminded of him or something. And it's, like, a tragic tale. But, like, what really stands out to me is the part where it's, like, in some versions, uh, it was said that she, she was sent as punishment and would inevitably form material attachment. Because, like, from the extras, we know just, like, how into pop culture Sukasa is and how she's just, like, really into, like, entertainment in general. And like she's a lot more like plugged into, like the goings on of the world, and like that's interesting, and and like yeah, definitely the concept also of immortality and how she survived the, the the truck crash.
0: Yeah, I definitely think there are probably a lot of inspirations from the Taylor Princess character story and Sikasa's character, and I'm definitely interested seeing how they will be used in the story because i definitely think there are a lot of connections there in terms of again yeah they licks her immortality this idea that she's enjoying her time on earth but this is an ephemeral existence of hers and like this happiness that she's having like these things she's enjoying it can't last but she'll have to return like that is so potentially interesting i'm definitely curious to see if that is the direction it's going to go and if you enjoyed hearing this, I would recommend watching the tale of Princess Kaguya, directed by Sao Takahata, on HBO Max. I was gonna say, like, it sounds like Takahata's adaptation is pretty. It's accurate. pretty accurate, except <laughs> that it has a more very bluntly feminist bent of like the reason that she had to go back home was because she was not allowed to just simply enjoy her happiness on Earth, but she was forced into a position where she had. She was surrounded by all this materialism and this unhappiness that was imposed upon her by a bunch of men harassing her. Yeah, plus I'm mm-hmm. emperor to the emperor is objectify like way, her.
3: Yeah. The Emperor's way more of a scumbag
0: in the film. Oh. Hey. Uh, yeah, the Emperor is like an actual out-and-out sexual predator in the film. Yeah.
4: Jesus. <laughs> so. Whoa, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I learned a lot today. Yeah,
0: yeah I, no, I like it's an amazing idea. film. I, I like- is, was an ingenious director. That was his masterwork, for sure. That's also a very good story. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think, like,
3: like we said before, and like, we mentioned this a little bit before we were even recording, but like, it definitely seems like there is more to Sukasa that meets the eye, and a lot of it does seem to tie back to Princess Kaguya and the story of Princess Kaguya. Um, like, this isn't going to be the last time that Princess Kaguya is referenced in the manga. So, I think that's something definitely to pay attention to uh, with the
1: little tidbits that we see later on in the series. Yeah, especially just considering the English title, Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: pretty blunt there that, hmm, will they have to actually one day go to the moon? I mean, the first image you see of this manga is someone reaching out towards the moon. Which seems to be Sukasa. Yeah, so it's like eventually that yearning, that looking up that moon, one day it's it's out of reach, but one day someone might have to go there.
1: Or both of them. But yeah. I like I like that. Uh I I think like part of like what's what makes really uh NASA like super endearing to me is like his attitude about like his name. And um oh I remember like the Japanese of his name is uh Hoshizora, which is like yeah, starry skies. Starry sky. skies, yeah. <laughs> And like, I don't know, like the fact that like he's like, alright, screw this, like I'm I'm gonna be better than uh like the actual NASA and like he ends up liking like math and physics and stuff like that. And he's just like really like like serious and, and like logical and stuff, but like it 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 shows a lot in his character, like just how like I said, like how like blunt he is and how he's like really like to the point. But um being able to like to mesh in a very different way with uh Tsukasa who is like she's also serious but um she's not like she's not very uh like what's the word like tight-laced or like super like no nonsense or whatever because clearly like she enjoys she enjoys things uh she has like a sense of humor but it the way that uh she her relationship with uh the things that she does is a lot more different whereas like Nasa is more, like, goal-oriented, and, like, for the most part, he does things with the intention of, like, okay, this will lead me to do something else. It seems like Tsukasa just kind of does things.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it it does feel like, um, Tsukasa's, like, she's, I mean, especially when you look at, like, the, you don't get, you get some of that reading the normal chapters, but definitely the omake, like, <laughs> bring it home that she's, like, a huge anime nerd. <laughs> like especially the first one where like she's like yeah she just randomly says yeah i want to come home to a murder like you being impaled by Aya Kawasumi who's a famous voice actress Saber's that's literally Saber <laughs> oh there you go yeah there you go there there's a role i i i'm not into Fate but that, that that's a, yeah even i know that one <laughs> and like the the Excalibur is literally the same design from Fate
1: <laughs>
5: Okay. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know
3: that. <laughs> Hata just gave Sukasa like,
1: all his weeb ideals. <laughs> no. Yeah, Saber is literally uh, King Arthur. Yeah. Fate spoilers. Sorry. That, if yeah, you didn't I think know, you. That's you're... common knowledge,
0: isn't
3: it? I, I'd like to hope so. Unless, like, <laughs> you're thinking of a different Saber.
0: No, there are multiple, I guess. They are don't look the same, don't they?
3: They, they do.
1: <laughs> it's branding. <laughs> That's the joke. (laughs) Saber face.
5: Oh my god.
4: Well, yeah, like, I do get this, like, but yeah, you know, piggybacking on what Marion said, yeah, they, their personalities are very similar, but they're different. Like, they're different enough that it's not like, okay, we're just getting two of the same character bouncing, you know, dialogue off of each other. There is a sense that Sukasa's very, I mean... I, I could use the word spacey, but it's not quite that, even though I like the pun. <laughs> but, um, there, there's, <laughs> she's just got this sense of just like, you know, she's just kind of, I don't know the word, like, she, she's, she's kind of distant, yeah, but I mean, she's also just very not unfazed. It's like, while Nasa's, like, worried about this and that, like, oh god, I have to get in her bed, oh god, I have to get sheets, oh god, then she's like, oh, you know, we could just go to the store or whatever, but... Yeah, She's pretty confident. She yeah. knows what she wants. I mean, when push comes to shove, though, like, when he's like, okay, what kind of cheese do you want? She knows exactly what she wants. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, like, there, there's... she has got uh, it together. Yeah, she's got Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, she's got it together, but she's also kind of, like, going with the flow, too. Like, I mean, again, she... Like, it's not like Nasa proposed marriage. It was her who did. <laughs> like, I'll only go out with yeah, you yeah. and marry me. <laughs> so...
0: You get the sense she's amusing herself. Like, she's having fun.
4: Yeah, there you go. That's actually an excellent way of putting it. Like, it is amusing. To, she's taking the marriage seriously. This isn't like a thing where she's playing games with him. She's very serious about it. But you can also tell that she is just amused by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anything, you can tell she probably just waited
1: until the quote-unquote were both adults. Yeah. Because hmm. isn't
4: uh, isn't Nasa like 18 now? Yeah, he's yeah, 18. He is. Old. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like a thing where like his seriousness and and i guess that's what makes the manga like makes her personalities work that is that she she's not so much trying to get a rise out of him but she knows how he'll react to to certain things and she just likes to see what <laughs> that she just not she just likes to see what that reaction will be <laughs> mm mm-hmm. And the fact that it does lie, I mean, as Marion noted about NASA, like, the fact that through this entire, mo- like, the first chapter, he seems like this guy that's very just, he knows, you know, he can't, he can't be flappable. Then this girl comes in, I mean, it's the classic thing where the guy's like, yeah, you know, I don't need, you know, I'm good, I, I, I'm strong. Then the girl comes in like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: I noticed on one of the pages in here too, like, There's some really cool lettering on one of them where it's just so cool, just in this like really broad text vertically. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm just
0: like, dang, (laughs) that really encapsulates Tsukasa right there. Probably the best panel to illustrate just how smitten Nasa Tsukasa is the panel where after she says, I'm your wife, I'll never leave you, there's like an arrow going through his chest of that word. I'm yes. your wife. With a cocoon in the background. Lightning effect. Like her words struck like lightning. Best illustration of just like how just happy they are just to be together.
3: Yeah. One one other thing I want to note is like on the final page of the volume, like, there's like a stack of like different manga and oh, yeah. like uh the yeah. references to all different types of series. Like there's one that's like uh harataraki bachi, which is supposed to be Tagami Bachi. Mm-hmm like it is really amusing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And man, again, credit to the letterer for having to recreate all these different fonts for each of these spine covers. Well, oh, they, there's yeah, a one, Rene, one of them was like uh, only... the
4: last book is Rene, Use of the Border. It's got the same font. Yeah. You're like, right. <laughs> the same and
3: the one before that's the only God only knows, like except it's only Hatsu knows Uga Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, so yeah, there's so like, and there's like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Well, no, obviously, like uh, Bachi is Shueisha, but like, I I like that he just drops those Sunday references, and they even have the Sunday logo. Like, I mean, it's a parody of it, but the Shonen Sunday logo, what they put on their volumes, it's on the top of the two of um the yeah, World Only it. God's <laughs> Nose and the Rene one Yuzo of the Border, which I almost didn't catch that it was the when I saw the the font that they use. I was like, oh, yeah, same one that Takahashi used for (laughs) Rene.
3: Yeah, a lot of these fonts look like the ones that are used on the English releases,
0: too. Yeah, again, very painstaking work to recreate that, so props to that.
1: It's also nice to see, like, your your staff credited.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Especially in this, like, really clever way of doing it. Like, you do get, like, staff credits and some manga, but it's usually just like you know. I always love it when it's like they draw their characters and they draw their staff as characters or something like that. That's that's always yeah, fun. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that is a really fun way to do that. Props the hada for that clever idea. Props to Mitter for helping that you translate. But yeah, I think in general, do we have any like final stray thoughts on "Fly Me to the Moon"? Other than, like the series' title promises, it's generally cute. Uh, It's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really really entertaining. I'm looking forward to more English collected volumes, and I will continue to read them.
3: (laughs) Yeah, go buy them, people, so we don't only get it two times a year like
0: Hayate. Yeah, support some more Shonen Sunday over here.
4: I, yeah, I, I'm um, always down for supporting Sunday, though. We got one question from AG, remember? Where he yeah, asked I mean, from...
0: we'll definitely address that. We got a question from your anime guy, AG, good friend of the show. Our boy. He asks with the anime coming soon, which we remain, recommend just waiting for it or to read the manga. And also we learned lols because I didn't include him in the tweet, I guess. I'm never loved. <laughs> well... You count as a host of this show, not a guest, and that's why you weren't tagged. Do I, though? But it's okay. Yes, you do. You're supposed to. You're part of the team, if nothing else. You are, like, the main PR person. Okay, yeah, that's true. But if no worries, no hard feelings, V-Lord, because as Allison, the says, he will be forever remembered as the wee bus driver. That will be your legacy.
5: <laughs> oh, okay,
0: I better not crash the bus uh, yeah, I would hope not I hope you aren't like Eric in that new Tim and Eric show, Beef House where Eric crashes a bus uh, no, crashes a bus of children and they have to cover it up and it's very <laughs> morbidly funny oh god,
3: god. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to answer E.G.'s question I mean you could really go either way. I'd say if you have a Crunchyroll subscription, and like you're maybe kind of a bit like uh hesitant to go and buy the volume, I'd say give the anime a chance. I'd say I think like there like I said before, like there's very little reason to doubt that it won't be well done. So I think at the very least it'll give you a good impression of it. And if like you want to experience the manga after that, I'd say go ahead. Um, I think the advantage too with this release is that it's coming out so close to the anime so a lot of people will be able to check out one or the other and then check out the respective counterpart.
0: Yeah. I think an advantage of reading the manga is that Hada's art and paneling and storytelling is really, really good. So, like, there's a lot to appreciate reading the manga and less, like taking in his art. And also there are some things that translate better in the manga like looking at the marriage registration form like you can actually like pick it apart like spend some time like looking at it whereas in the anime when they show that i'm sure you're not going to be able to like pause and like take a look at that like in the same way so being able to control the pace of your reading and like fixate on the little details like at your own leisure and pleasure that is like probably a an- a good advantage of reading the manga, especially with some of these other, like, diagrams that Hata includes of, like, the apartment and all these other, like, fun little details he sneaks in, like we mentioned before with the staff credits as, like, the manga volumes and stuff like that. And the profiles and the, the questions. Like, they're fun little goodies in the manga that will enhance your reading experience, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, Hata has a very specific charm to his work. And I think that's why, like, even if you do end up watching the anime first, I think it's still valuable to go read the manga as well, just because regardless of how the anime turns out, the manga will still be a different experience. Just because Hata does kind of very much make his works in a way that kind of really fit the medium of comics.
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was going to say just like, it's hard to really say since we haven't seen like the anime's not out yet. But as we've said during, you know, throughout the show. Is that this series really doesn't require much to work, and like Hata already did most of the heavy lifting, so like the voice, as long as the voice actors are good, and you know it has good music, then I mean that's the one thing probably I could say that obviously an anime would have over a manga, which I don't know who's doing the music actually. I should check that out. But yeah, those are. Other than that, I would say the manga is still a worthwhile experience, if only just because like Hata just has that. There's just that I don't think an anime could like reca- like recreate without him mm-hmm. being there's the director. There's just something punchy. Yeah, there's
1: just there's just something punchy about having like the humor and like the the story broken up in panels and just seeing that uh like in uh in in that sequence. Naturally, like anime has stuff like like music and voice acting and stuff, but like like Vilar said, it's just a different experience. So I would probably just like watch a couple episodes. If you like it, try reading it. At least you'll you'll have the voices in your head for as you as you read along or whatever. At the end of the day, like just having both available will enhance your experience.
3: Yeah, and like if when the anime ends, I'd say go hop onto the manga. Keep up with the Viz release.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, yeah, as Marion said, the fact that we do have both available is kind of, like, amazing, because I wouldn't, I mean, besides the fact that, you know, the anime is Crunchyroll original, I would have thought that they wouldn't touch another Hata series until Hayate was done, but it probably helped that Viz knew that the anime of this was upcoming, so, like, that's probably why uh, they picked it.
0: I think that it's a why. big hit and probably an easier sell than Hayate, especially at this point. Yeah, because Hayate had its fan base in the U.S., but I think
3: a lot of it has just come down to its age at this point, and a lot of people have kind of just, like, waned on it.
0: Yeah, and Hayate got very specific again with its humor and the level of its pop culture references, whereas this I see having a very broad appeal that a lot of people are going to really be able to vibe with.
3: Yeah, for sure. So I'm glad they didn't wait, like, eight more years before picking it up.
0: Yeah, I could see this being like a breakout in the same way Comey is because of that broad appeal.
3: Yeah, and it is kind of nice in general that we're seeing more Sunday titles get picked up in general
0: because we have Call Call of the the Night Night coming out next year
3: and Tale of the Outcast from Seven Seas.
0: Yeah, but two new Sunday series out next year, so we'll have to do a double feature on that next year, I think. But the real question is, where's Mao? I think that'll be coming. I I would expect it as an inevitability, so I'm not worried. But I do would like to read it in
4: an official capacity,
0: so I am very much looking forward to that.
4: I'm sure it'll probably... I mean, the best time would be when Yashahime starts airing. Like, you know... They yeah, really should, or, especially
3: with all the cross promotion they've been doing with Mao and Inuyasha.
4: In, yeah. yeah, it just make so much
0: sense.
4: Yeah, they 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 should. I mean, even if they don't release it this year, which at this point, no, it's unlikely. But at least to just say, hey, we got. Oh, Mao. it's not coming
0: this year, but next year there's still time. Yeah, I mean, it's very
3: telling that the Renee release have been speeding up.
0: Yeah, Renee will be done by next summer, so next fall, Mao starting. I could totally see it, yeah, and we all know Renee. Is not being sped up because it's selling well. I mean, who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe Renee has got a second wind. I feel like there might be actually a second wind of interest in Takashi series in general. So that m- might contribute to it, but also, yeah, I do think that maybe they do want to finish their commitment with Renee before starting up now. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that with Takashi series. Just not for day. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I see. mean,
4: they are releasing a whole bunch of Takahashi soon. I mean, now, especially, you got Lum, you got Mermaid Saga coming, you got, mm-hmm. you know, Maceon coming. Yeah, Maceon coming out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So it's like...
0: Really, the only stuff we need re-released are Gospel and Rumik World Makita one-shot stuff. Yeah. And really, like, newer one-shot collections of Takahashi probably need to be licensed for this over here so i don't know how that collection of stories about the middle-aged dudes trying to cheat on their wives with younger women is going to fly over here if they ever try to do that one but the takahashi smut collection it's not smut because there's no sex but it's just like a bunch of skeezy older men going after younger women one story is literally about a guy <laughs> trying to murder his wife so he can hook up with a younger woman so it's like what the fuck he yeah. pushes her down the stairs, something, and then it's like, uh, goes out to try and get with this younger woman he's in love with, but it turns out she has a boyfriend, and then he goes home, and he's like sad, and goes, oh, man, my wife is dead, and I can't even hook up with this girl, but then it turns out his wife isn't dead, and he's like, oh, good. <laughs> now things can just go back to the way they were. <laughs> Maybe this is why Takashi hasn't done another Satan series. (laughs) It is very strange. It is a collection of stories like that. A collection of stories about middle-aged men falling after younger women. It's so strange. Uh, Wow. I... Wow. In contrast, Fly Me to the Moon, much more wholesome and very much worth your time. Nice save. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to thank you guys again for coming on the show to spotlight this new series with us and gush about it. Share the love. Aww.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
4: was, that was much too cute of you, love. It was. Tony Kawaii. Oh. <laughs> <Aww.
5: laughs>
4: yeah, but snuggle up with, this, with your loved ones and read this one. Or maybe you might even get a loved one if they see you reading this. Because they'll know that you're marriage-minded. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Interesting, fun advice. Yeah, like you know what signal you're sending if you're reading the series. You know who knows? Maybe you'll find a like mind to read it with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> but yeah, I think we kind of covered all the bases unless there's anything else you guys want to bring up but other than
3: that no not really I mean just go buy it please Mm -hmm. go buy it it's awesome amazing
1: so cute in other words we love manga (laughs) (laughs) in
5: In other other words
2: words,
0: we love love the the series Or in other words, we're over the moon for this series.
4: No. <laughs> Maybe not.
0: <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I just gave Lum the dut stand.
4: <laughs> Alright, well, before there's a murder on air, we should <laughs> plug our stuff, I guess. Oh, oh <laughs> boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good idea before V lord has a chance to do his evil plan to take be out!
3: I'm gonna make this into a Conan case. Yeah, you're just sticking <laughs> oh,
0: with the no. Sunday guy. I get it. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, for coverage of Conan and other Sunday series, as well as Gun series in general, Sakaki, where can the people find you?
4: Yes, you can find me at WSS Talkback on Twitter and WSS on on the blog. And just to prove that we're all a happy family here. Um, Marion has actually just contributed yesterday a new article reviewing, uh, Naoki Urasawa's uh, Mujirushi. So, you know, we, we all piggyback off of each other. All of it. <laughs> We talk about anything shogaku it's not just on Weekly Sunday. And of course, as I always say, uh, if is interested in writing about Sundays, a a Shogaku-kan series, Sunday, Big Comic, any of those, definitely give us a holler. Um, we are open to definitely having, uh, guest writers come in as well as, I mean, my, yeah. And then my personal Twitter. Oh, and I write for Tsunami Faithful. I mean, I should do more of that, but I do write for them. And yeah, uh, you can find me at, uh, at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N. That's my personal Twitter. And nowadays I've been actually finding time to read manga, so you can check that out there. And speaking of Under Sunday series, you can go to A-H-O-T and Toxin, <laughs> where, 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 uh, Jekka and I scan, a Yaiba. So it's Osho Aoyama before he did Conan when you back when he had Drip. <laughs> so please give that a look.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Definitely check all that stuff out. And Marion, where can the people find you? and your thoughts on manga and media and so much more
1: well uh like sakaki said i do contribute to the shonen sunday blog you may not be able to see it over your headphones but uh as soon as he he mentioned the review i was like i did that anime thing where my nose got longer because <laughs> I, I was getting smug but um yeah pinocchio <laughs> nose yes i also write on my personal blog uh heavensdoorknob.wordpress.com And uh, I also contribute to to Nami Faithful. I only have one article up, but uh, more are in the works. Yeah, uh, I also, I co-host a lot of podcasts. (laughs) uh, I'm part of the Good Friends Anime Club at Good Friends Cast on Twitter, uh, where it's just friendly, inclusive conversation between four uh, friends. Uh, We talk about anime, manga, light novels, games, you name it. I'm also part of at Haiku Pod on Twitter. It's the view from the top of Haiku podcast. Uh we covered uh weekly like most of like the last two arcs and yeah, just uh like if you like the the Haiku anime, we also cover that uh and any news in general. It's been kind of quiet recently cuz uh, we're just waiting for the anime to come back. And uh I'm also on DSP, uh the Demon Slayer podcast at Demon Slayer podcast with uh Sakaki and B-Lord. We I I'm on the manga episode specifically. And I think the last one is uh at Doro Hidoro Pod. It's a Dorohedoro podcast called Shocking. Uh <laughs> I fucking love that title. Um <laughs> We're in the process now of like recording more episodes and just like staggering them out. And it I, I record that with my friends from uh Good Friends podcast. Uh and yeah. Uh sometimes you'll catch me here on manga Magrix whenever they decide to invite me, which I'm always grateful for. Always super fun. And uh recently I've been invited to be a more frequent guest on the, the MHA Pod, the My Hero Academia podcast. So keep your eyes peeled for those.
0: Nice, and thank you. We're always glad to have you on. It's a lot of fun, old time. And definitely check out all
1: of Marion's podcasts because they're all a great time. Oh, they're all on my, <laughs> they're all on my Twitter. Oh, uh, my Twitter is at microwavy. The e before the v. I have like a little. A card in my in the link so you can just see everything there
0: yeah really collecting those podcasts and songs, you're getting so many you're gonna need another gauntlet eventually <laughs> <laughs> but v lord you're also someone who does a ton don't you i
3: guess i do um yeah so you can find me on twitter at v lord i'm usually on there talking about whatever i'm doing which is usually reading manga Writing reviews and not sleeping. It is a very much an endless cycle of fun and sorrow. Oh,
1: no. oh my god.
3: <laughs> but you can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But you can find my uh, manga and light novel reviews over on all-comic.com We have a ton of them coming out, uh, a bunch of different titles from a ton of different publishers. Uh, Marion might be collecting the podcast Infinity Stones, but I've been collecting the review copy Infinity Stones.
1: <laughs> Not even mad.
3: <laughs> yeah, so definitely, de- definitely go check those out. Um, I also write uh, tanami related editorials for Tanami Faithful, just like Sakaki and Marion. I've roped them into my magical schemes. <laughs> <laughs> But aside from that, uh, like Sakaki and Marion have already mentioned, uh, we all host the Demon Slayer podcast, where we talk about everything related to Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. And you can find that on Twitter at D Slayer Podcast. But I also have another podcast called the Dumb Weebs Podcast, which is a general anime and manga podcast that I do with a few friends. And that is on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod. So go check out that as well. And both the Demon Slayer podcast and the Dumb Weebs podcast are on basically every podcast streaming platform at this point. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we're there. So just look us up, subscribe, and just enjoy our episodes. I think we do some pretty good work. And yeah, just go check out all that.
0: Definitely do. And again, thank you all for talking about this series. And now I think we're going to have to return to the moon ourselves. And on our way there, on our trip, we'll do our regular community shoutouts and wrap up the show. Hada <laughs>
5: 寒い
2: Thanks once again to Sakaki Mirian for joining us to discuss Fly Me to the Moon. Check out all their stuff, including the other podcasts they're on, and the Weekly Shōnen Edition, Talk Bag, and Blog. On said subject of podcasts, Fly Me to the Moon isn't the only show and in the anime out this season we review the manga from on the show. So if you want our thoughts on Sleepy Princess and the Demon's Castle, check out our episode from years back covering Sakaki and Maxi. Also, if you're a Yasha-head wanting to go down the well of Eidu nostalgia after watching Ashuhime, check out our Inuyasha retrospective recounting our favorite moments from the manga and our Inuyasha manga fight where I battled the double Josh arm on a series of off debated Inuyasha topics. And for even more Shonen Sunday discussion, you can check out our discussion of the magazine Witsikake from a few years ago and our review. Sunday's biggest modern hit, "Komi Can't Communicate." It's always great when we get a chance to dive deep into the wonderful world of Shonen Sunday. Speaking of, if you guys want more insights into the world of Shonen Sunday, check out Sakaki's recent translation of the group interview with Rupuka Takahashi, Kenjirohata, and Kagiji Kumano mata after *Sleepy Princess and Demon Castle*. The interview is a lot of fun, especially because Kenjirohata is a huge fanboy and asked Takashi a lot of good questions. This interview is particularly great if you are a Runko fan, because it reveals a lot of new insight into her career and process, including clarifying that no, she doesn't have a beef with Mamoru Oshii like it's properly
0: believed, and revealing that the reason Yurisiyatsu had several short series in periods in the beginning was because she started doing it as a weekly series
2: when she was still in college. She debuted while she was still in college, and... It only
0: started being serialized full-time after she graduated. She also discussed how her conception of cute was inspired by also Tezuka, and how
2: she appreciated the sexiness of his animal characters, even saying that the bunny in Wonders 2 is more sexy in her bunny form than in human form.
0: Yeah, you heard that right. Takahashi is a furry confirmed. (laughs) But she also mentioned that she's, Basically, is ad-libbing Mao, much like Kashi Rodin so it's a mystery even to her how things will ultimately play out. I've been focusing a lot about Takahashi, but Hata and Kuma Anamata share a lot of insights into their histories and creative process as well, including Hata revealing the timeline of when he left being an assistant under Koji Kameta to starting the serialization of Hayate. It's an interview chock full of insights, and I'm really looking forward to Sakaki's translation of the second part of it. Also on the Checkout Gun blog, definitely check out Marion's review of Flyming to the Moon Volume 1, in which they describe the relationship between Nasa and Sakasa as a sort of folk tale, much like the tale of Princess Kaguya itself.
2: And what makes their bond and relationship so wholesome? Marion also goes over all the pop culture references in the book in detail, and the bonus goodies from the Japanese version
0: of the First Volume. Marion also wrote a great character analysis of Noelle and Black Clover from Nowing Faithful, going over what makes her character arc so compelling in seeing her growth and controlling her powers to truly become strong, and why it's refreshing that her character arc doesn't revolve around her relationship to male characters, as is so often the case in series like Naruto. But rather, her relationships are often strongest with other women like Mariona, her mother, and Lubechka. Marion also goes over how Black Clover depicts many different types of strong women beyond the common trope of the masculine physically strong woman, a is stories often settle for. Noelle isn't just strong because she has power of magic, but also she's strong in her swing to moral character and empathy, and that makes her a really fully realized role-rounded character. Going off on this point, Ivy Rose wrote a similar article for Anime Feminist and how they also appreciated Blackover's female casting position to the aborted character arcs and importance of Sakura and Tsunade and Naruto, while Naruto frequently diminished the presence of its female characters and barely explored the relations between them, Black Clover offers a great interest in relationship between a minstrew, Maria, Maya, and Noelle, and in does a great job presenting strong and like as being comfortable in who they are and how they are by choice. Without any angst or emotional baggage, I need to explain why they're strong. Black Clover just allows women to be strong and leaders in their own right, and sometimes is equal and screen time and importance with the male characters. And that's one of its great qualities that I really appreciate as well. There's a few more great articles from any of them I'd like to shout out, namely, of course, their seasonal premiere reviews. I mean, we recorded this podcast before that Tony Kawa anime came out, so we didn't have a chance to watch or record our thoughts on it. But instead, I recommend checking out Mercedes' Louisa's review of the first episode on anything where she shares her perspective of going into series why and why she got it generally plain sweet. And there's also a really great first impressions review on Yasha Hime from Kaiser to keep with our Shonen Sunday family theme, and for really went into all the nostalgic feel and intrigue the first episode gave them and shared a lot of evidence that I certainly concur with as a big Yasha head
2: myself. D also wrote a rave review of the first episode of Sleepy Princess, complimenting the titular character as a relatable and funny trash child, so all three of the seasons shown in Sunday anime have got the anime feminist seal of approval.
0: And I think that should leave you guys with some cool stuff to check out. A shorter shoutout segment, but that's because we've got... A lot of shout-outs will be dishing out in future episodes.
2: But, yeah, that'll do it for our shout-outs to the show and the show as a whole. So if you enjoyed
0: the show and want to check out more of our stuff, you can follow us on Twitter at MangaMavericks on at and on our YouTube channel, YouTube, so you can see us on Just type MangaMavericks in the search bar and you'll find it. We're also available on every podcast I have of choice, be it Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're on there. As for me personally, you can find me at Lomuyasha on Twitter, and by the name wherever I am, like any list for Animation Revelation, wherever there's Lomuyasha, that's where you can find me. You can also read my reviews on Lomuyasha.com, mm-hmm. including my own review of Fly Me to the Moon Volume 1, where I give even more focused thoughts on the themes and art of the manga, as well as my recent review of the future manga Mavericks topic, Moriarty the Patriot. Look forward to that episode coming out next. If you like the art I do for the show, you can also check out my artwork out on my Instagram apps at SetArtWorks. So, yeah, definitely check out my personal stuff on there. But if you like what we do on Manga Mavericks in general, please rate and review us on your podcast, app of Choice, because that helps the show grow and reach even more listeners' ears. And if you have any feedback for us, including thoughts on Me to the Moon, or any other manga you'd like us to discuss, you can send those our way at MangaMavericks at gmail.com. We really appreciate your guys' comments and criticism, and your feedback really helps us correlate our content and make even better podcasts. And if you want to go a step further in helping us, you can also become our patron at patreon.com slash manga mavericks. We have a variety of tier options available to our patrons, the main ones being early access to select podcasts that are $2 tier and additional monthly bonus podcasts that are $5 tier. Our current monthly bonus pod project is the Manga Mavericks Book Club Reads Through of Saint Seiya, in which Colton and Doctor are reviewing state sanctuaries at the time, and they're currently almost at the end of the sanctuary, halfway through. So, you'll definitely want to hear their thoughts on the arc's conclusion, in sort of the Poseidon arc, at the end of the month. Moreover, our patrons really help us pay for hosting and material costs, which, and will sometimes run pricey, and we are eternally grateful for any support. They provide us, and we're eternally grateful for all of you guys for listening to us and supporting the show in general. That really means a lot to us. But with all that said, that about does it for the show. And so, we'll see you again in the next one. I think we're gonna have to walk uh, away into the distance as the moon gleams overhead just like the Casa. Or? In other words, it's time for us to say sayonara.
1: Later, Gators.
5: S- okay, I'm starting now.